0: I have come to realize that if you want to embark on something or to go to a place where you don't want people to recognize you or to know what you are doing, then definitely you are doing the wrong thing. If you are doing something that you want people to recognize what you are doing, then certainly it is the right thing to do. If you want to exhibit something in the light so that your action and your deeds will become visible to all those who pass by, then it means that you are proud of what you are doing and the Lord cherishes what you are doing. But if you want to hide in the, secret, in the confinement of darkness, not wishing anybody to see what you are doing, then definitely what you are doing is wrong. You know, I took a youth group to New Orleans and one of the activities they had among others, you know, they went to help in the building of structures for uh, Katrina and those who needed homes, they helped. And most of these youth did not know what they were doing, but they were taught how to plaster, how to fix holes and get things done. The one thing they also did was to go and say the rosary in in front of an abortion clinic in New Orleans. And people felt that they were being intimidated and they were violating their rights. But well, the question is if it's your right to do what you are doing and you wanted to do it, if people are standing outside there praying their rosary, what has God got to do with me? After all, I know what I'm doing is right. Why should I be intimidated? the very fact that people were intimidated means that they knew what they were doing wasn't right, and therefore, they felt that the action of these young little dads were creating problems for them. Today, in our first reading, St. John tells us, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. And we say, when we say we follow with we have fellowship with Him, then we cannot continue to be in darkness. That is the basis of it all. If God is light and we are children of God, we want our actions to be in the lamp light. And Matthew says that when you light a lamp, you put it on a lampstand so that it will shine. If I'm doing something that I don't want people to see, people to know what I'm doing, then definitely I'm living in the darkness because I want to conceal my actions before other people. Today in this gospel, we hear about somebody who was living in darkness, and that is Herod. Herod thought that he could, you know, Try to trick the Magi by telling them, go and find the child. And as soon as you find him, give me a word and I will come to worship him. He was trying to play on the intelligence of them to allude them to execute his evil plan. But the Lord revealed that to them. The Lord of light vis-a-vis the king, Herod in darkness. The Lord revealed to them, don't go back to Herod, but rather go on a different route because Herod is seeking the child to eliminate. You know, definitely when you sincerely encounter the Lord, the light of the world, because John says that Jesus is the light That came to dispel the darkness of the world. And darkness could not prevail over it. So in that instance, when they come to the light, they come to the recognition of the plot of evil and darkness. And you can never encounter the Lord Jesus Christ and remain the same. When you come one route and encounter the Lord, you should go back a different route. In other words, when you are coming to encounter the Lord Jesus Christ at the Eucharistic celebration, I expect you not to go back home the same route. I expect you to go back home on a different route, a route that is transformative, a route that is illumined by the light of Christ. And Herod, still living in darkness, thought that the Magi had eluded him And therefore, out of pride and anger and fury, decided to eliminate all boys in the vicinity, two years old and under. I mean, if you hear this story, how do you feel? You are filled with rage. You are filled with anger. Why would any person do that? Innocent kids. But these are called the martyrs, the holy innocent, not because they preach, but because in their own lives, they witnessed and died for Christ. Today, we have that kind of argument going on between the pro-life and the pro-choice. You know, at times, what baffles me is when people think that pro-life is only for abortion. It's more, there's more to it than abortion. The church teaches that every life is sacrosanct because every individual carries the image of God in him or in her. So, when we think that we do have to speak against abortion. At the same time, we promote capital punishment. Then we are playing a double standard. Because life is life. But what makes abortion worse is that it's a life of an innocent. A child, a baby who cannot defend himself. Well, of course, there are people who argue that is the right. Yes, it is a right. But what about the right of the innocent child who defends it? Because, you know, for the past three days, I've been thinking about when people talk about right. Any right that does not consider the common good is an animal right. Right has to also respect the common good of society. We have right to do whatever we need to do, but so far as it is in contradiction to the common good of society, it's an animal right. I do whatever I think I have to do. There are millions of kids who are killed every year. But we are the same people who are condemning Harold. What about us? There are people who have faced death penalties, and today scientific evidence is proving that a lot of people are on the death row who actually did not commit the crimes that are alluded to them. There are people who have been in jail for 20-something years, 30-plus years, and they are being released because DNA proved them innocent. Only God knows how many people we have killed in the world who were innocent. And even the worst of it is the fact that there are people who had testimonies who could have exonerated these people, but who failed to do it, who failed to give witness to that. And the poor, the lonely, the marginalized suffer every day while the real perpetrators of these crimes go scot-free. Today, as we honor those wholly innocent kids under two and a half years who had to die because somebody wanted his way. We should also remember kids that are being killed because somebody wants his or her way. Because somebody created a conducive in quote condition that warranted that needed abortion. Dearly beloved, today we come to honor these holy and innocent ones. As we do that, let us pray for our world. Because the first reading assures us the fact that somebody committed abortion or death penalty does not necessarily mean that that person is going to hell. Because the Lord is a forgiving Lord. The Lord is the one who knows how sinful we are, but yet tells us that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who expiates For our sins. The Lord is ready to forgive us. Pope Francis says that the ocean of God's mercy can never be depleted by the gravity of our sins. Let us pray for these people. Let us pray that God will help them, forgives them, and grant them hope in life. Grant them the needed consolation and the comfort that they all need. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.